Yo, yo, yo. It's the Game Time Show, bro. I'm Keith. I'm Stevie. I'm Byron. And I'm Trevor. And we'll be your bros for the evening. Stevie, we've got a couple slow people on the podcast today. Yeah, they were already slow on the uptake on introducing themselves. We spent like 15 minutes explaining how that first five seconds would go, and they fucked it up. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? The tenth try is is, is, a charm. I'm going to defend Byron here and Uh, say this was Trevor's fault. Because it was definitely... You, then me, then Trevor, then Byron. That is not true. No, then, I said Byron first. Did you? Yeah. So oh. there's, all right, all right. right I'll so none of, yeah. No, no. I have to I'll be the bigger crow. person. That's why I've been brought on now. I have to be the bigger, I have to, you know, I have to carry the burden Why did we bring the these guys on right. again? All right, I mean, they're talking. Let's let's introduce them. All Stevie. right, so these are my two very good friends, Trevor and Byron. Uh, long time, long time video game enthusiasts. Mm, we have you. played mm-hmm. many you. a game together. Uh, and they are back from Chicago and Santa Cruz, respectively. respectively. Yes. Trevor uh, from Chicago, Byron from can, Santa Cruz. Can I just stop you? Make it you, sound like we're partners. Can I stop you? I mean, right they there. might be. They we might we're be. not gonna. We're gonna let the audience decide. I wanna. I wanna stop you right there because they're also my friends. Yeah, I'm just saying they're my right. That is correct. You, you I, I, correct. Have, I have a. I went to college with Keith's brother. Yep, that's See, true. We're like that's we're true. like brothers now. But you asked me to introduce them. No, so no, I you're right. I just I just want I didn't I wanted to say I. This is not the first time I've met them. That is fair. That is fair. This is not the first time. They I've are met childhood them. friends this, for me, and just maybe the fifth time we met. So we will respect that. Um, but I can say that this is my first time at Keith's house. That is very it, true. It, so it there you true. go. <laughs> it is true. Um, but. You wasted no time coming to my house in that within like an hour you had already hit on someone at my uh, grocery store nice. and then I didn't know that that's amazing then bought a single carrot for <laughs> of course for, you for did nefarious reasons wait are you gonna make a steamroller out of it or whatever the hell it's called it's already done don't worry it, it, it is not done <laughs> but to have I couldn't even stick around I had to go walk away and look at juice selections because. <laughs> I didn't really know. I mean, it was going to be entertaining, but it was going to be like this cringeworthy entertaining. But like, I don't know. I I have a much deeper fear of communicating with people in public, especially those things. So I, I asked, can't watch it. As long as asked, Byron has a carrot, he's the, fine. I asked the lady at Shaw's if I could buy a single carrot if they had loose carrots for sale. They did not. <laughs> Lucy, dude, I but, am having like but, anxiety just hearing about this. I'm, not, I'm loving this. But decided that after I told her that I wanted to use it to make a pipe that. Since she since she was the manager, I could I could take one out of the rubber banded group of carrots, put it in a bag, and have her check me out once I finish getting the rest of my items, and she would let it slide. Wait, you, that is exactly what we did. Wait, you told her that you were gonna make a pipe with it? I told her I was gonna make a pipe with it. it. Do you understand why I went off to look at juices? Like, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I and no, we were stone less. cold sober and at this point. I didn't expect Got nothing a free less. And we, and we got a free carrot free out of it. Carrot. Rob Schneider's a carrot. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> I wish know, I was I go there. there all the time. But now I'm so fascinated by like where this story ends. Because, you know. We're about to see. Yeah. <laughs> that ended, was, no, it ended that, that No, that was the inciting incident. That was not, that was not this the This is the yeah, climax sure. right now. That was not the end of the story. Um, but but Byron, I know you're more than just a carrot smoking uh, <laughs> Casanova. Uh, so 
I feel like a good way to introduce you to the audience is for you to first go over, you know, your favorite gaming genre or like, you know, a little bit of just your background in gaming. All right. What do you like to play? What you're currently playing? Stuff like that. Well, yeah. It's the usual. I mean, you guys are both listeners of the podcast, which we appreciate first off. Yeah, so you know I mean, you know the drill, but we'll get do you started they? there. Because they fucked it up in the beginning. Fair, no, Fair, no, dude. you fucked it up. Uh, I mean, let's just all, it we up. all let's fucked just, it up. So let's just all agree that it was Trevor's fault. My and Byron. name <sighs> is Byron. Yes, I currently live in Santa Cruz, California. I've been video. We don't care. I've been gaming since about eh, four or five years old. I'd say starting out with the Atari and NES. Yes. Um, wow. I was privilege to have a father who is very much into video gaming wow. and was very technologically inclined. So, from a young age, I uh, yeah had video games around the house, and since then, I've been mostly into the RPG genre oh and, and uh, real-time strategy genres. Um, from real-time strategy genres uh, came the MOBA genre, which I also love and so play are you, all the time. Currently. He's tried to suck me. Are into you that into uh, Dota or League of Legends, or what do you play? I play both Dota and League of Legends. Really? And played them not League of Legends, but Dota when it was a StarCraft and Warcraft mod. I honestly Damn. didn't realize it wasn't anymore. Like, <laughs> it has since been made into its own game separated. with its own developers. So was, but was Dota separated, or was it just was Dota two when they separated? I'm very confused. Dota two is when they officially separated. Okay. Dota right. two is every, everything else in Dota came as a mod to Warcraft and Starcraft. Okay. And it was Warcraft three. Is that right? Started in Warcraft three. Um, the original Defense of the Ancients, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends when you want to call the original, because there are other versions of it that weren't called Defense of the Ancients, but had similar gameplay, and then it evolved into the brand of Defense of the Ancients, and from Mm -hmm. there, you had all the different versions of Defense of the Ancients that came out until people agreed that there was one best version, (laughs) and this was the one we were going to develop and continue on with in Dota 2. And that's what they went through, got it. And now I can make hats and sell them, right? Sure, yeah, absolutely. If I've got some hats. We, we already told Kev that, he, that he's going to make hats for Dota. Yeah, that's Dota that's hats. his next career move. <laughs> Kickstart Dota So, hats. but what have you been playing lately? I play almost exclusively MOBAs these days. So you've I been, have, so that was... I have, uh, I have a nostalgic soft spot for the Metroidvania style of game. And I have recently gone back and played through Super Metroid on an emulator um, and cleared the game in a little over five hours. It was oh, did you get to see always Samus enjoyable. boobs? You get to see Samus boobs. No, I believe you have to clear the game in under two hours for that. All right, well, <laughs> you, you have a goal. So um, it just uh, it's, it's a little bit of an aside, but have you heard anything about uh, the the guy behind uh, Symphony of the Night making a kickstarted uh, version of it's basically Castlevania, but they're calling it Egavania. They're branding it as Egavania because his name is, I think, like Egamora or something. Um, I, I forget what it's called. It's called like Blood Rain or some shit. But 
So basically, I, it's a rebranded Castlevania. I have not heard anything about it. I have a nostalgic soft spot for it, but I do not keep up with the genre. I love playing them, but I but, very rarely. So, do. but you're nostalgic. But do you are you nostalgic in that you want to play something new that's very similar to what you played, or do you just want to play what you've already played? Over I, I want to play the old classics that okay, I so, have played before. Okay, so these Kickstarter projects aren't your cup of tea unfortunately not i mean the moba genre holds my attention for the most part yeah. real-time strategy um you know the starcraft is or rather starcraft 2 is coming out with a new expansion soon that'll be exciting you know it'll shake up the game in a whole lot of different ways that um you know eliminates basically the first minute or two of uh, monotony at the start of each match and it's nice. going to speed it up a lot so we'll cool. see how that takes it it's going to come out soon. So. Is that summer or fall? Do you know? I actually do Don't not know sure. the release date. Brett Gagnon's been keeping me up to date with oh, it. Oh, yeah, you guys are playing a bunch. You're we so play, laid back. We play <laughs> StarCraft 2. California, You're man. so laid back. If I was, like, any game that I'm, like, very into, I'm just following constantly. Well, and like, every here's the deal with these real-time strategy games is that they're constantly maintained and balanced by the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... At the very, you know, during beta testing and while they're still even just rolling out the game, things aren't exceptionally balanced, and it always takes a patch or two before things uh, settle down a little and start seeming more fun and competitive and like reasonably balanced. You know, so you're not you're not an early adopter. These you, you these want are games be... which grow in time as well. Mm-hmm. Like with the real time strategy genre, you expect there to be um, you know, kind of an unbalanced start to all of these games. They slowly grow into a more gal- balanced gameplay. Eventually, people find out the best strategies, it gets a little stale, and then they patch and make uh, an expansion or a huge change patch. And, you know, so the very start of each patch is not necessarily the most important time of a real-time strategy game. You kind of hit this golden age, you know, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months after the game comes out. I'm not yeah. gonna lie here. I'm very glad I don't play these games. Are you, he, are you serious? <laughs> like, Byron has tried me to get to play Dota for a while, and there's a good chance that I might start uh, when my internet becomes better. They're highly competitive but, games, but I am I don't, so bad at here, it. Here, I'm I'm right there with you. And, so and here, bad. what I don't like about those games is there's there's no fucking story. I I need to play games for like a real story sometimes, mm. most of the time. Yep, no and, story involved at yeah. all. <laughs> it's just, just like here's a bunch of crazy looking guys. They have guys they have back they do include backstories right. to each of them, but like by no means no, is it even presented to you. You have like, to go out of your way to look for the backstory. That's what I would do. It's a competition. It's a it's, I wouldn't fight a digital board game of sorts. All right, all right, Trev, you've piqued my interest. Yeah. You know, you say you like games for stories. Uh, why don't you give us a little background on your gaming history, and you can let us know what you're playing. Uh, all right. Um, so starting out, I didn't have like a video game system growing up. Actually, when I because heard your parents hated you, kind of. I was raised in, like as like an only child. They were kind of like looking at me like we're gonna start off doing everything perfect, like nothing but like vegetables and like healthy foods, no sugar in the house. TV was like very. I think it was like a half an hour a day I was allowed, and video game systems were out of the question. So it was like one of those things that I would always have a neighbor who had a Super Nintendo system, and I could always go over there and I played. And that's when I first got exposed to Link's Awakening, um, Illusions of Gaia, uh, 
Chrono Trigger, those were like... Right. So it's um yeah, that was kind of my starting point for video gaming. And it wasn't until like around fifth grade that I finally like struck a deal, got the grades, and was able to get an N sixty four. Yeah, and that that weighty decision when you're getting first getting a system, like, was it gonna go PlayStation? Oh, you have to choose. I think that's when we became friends. That's what well fucking that like defines defines your circle. I was really like looking down two different paths in front of me. But you got to choose. I got to choose. No, it got to a point like I got the grades and like my family said, All right, we'll go out and get you your system and they didn't care which one I chose. so it when did you get it? Was it a Christmas thing or was it just like when you got your was it like Summer when you got your final report card. What are we talking here? Um, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say it was around my birthday in the fall, probably okay. around report cards. Then. All right, that makes sense. And then um, you could just uh, that was like my birthday phone gift. in the rest of the year. Right, right, right. Because you already had the system. And I remember the game. I mean, I think it came with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire, which I do remember having a really kick-ass Millennium Falcon fight well, scene. Well, there the were end. there were options for your starting video game. Shadows of the Empire was one. Was that I one of also choices? started with Shadows of the Empire. Interestingly enough, it yeah. was, uh, oh, that's so cute. Pretty, you guys are like wait, were, was this a pack-in? Did they, yeah, really. It was, it was a launch it was title. Pretty, pretty, it. pretty terrible Star Wars title for N64. Would have much rather had very clunky uh, Super Mario 64. Yes, yeah. which is one of the greatest games of all time. And here I am with Shadows of the Empire. Thanks yeah, to I mean, well, I <laughs> no, mean, it was it, I, no. It, honestly, it had a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh, all right, fuck it. It had a Millennium <laughs> Falcon. That's I don't know. I I'll, know. I'm, Yo, I'm one of those people. You thanks, just, like, Trev. Hashtag thanks, Dad. Trev. <laughs> Trev, can you please rate for me where you put Shadows of the Empire on your <laughs> all-time top games it's list. It's not there. Is it in the top 200? Top 500? I mean, how many... There's not even that many N64 Wait, games. <laughs> you were the one I'm that... just saying... I'm saying all-time game list. Any system, anything. Where does it rate? Is it in your top 500 it's games? Not even, it, sure. It's in my five, it's top It's in the top 500, guys! It's 4.99. <laughs> you, Trevor did the little bit of Game Time Bro that you have worked with us was the uh, SNES Hall of Fame. Sure. So, uh, but you... So you were the only one out of the, what, 12 of us that threw in? Right, uh, eleven or that, twelve that decided to throw our top games, and then you gave us your worst games. Is Shadow of the Empire part of your well, worst? Because it's not game SNES. List? This is N64. But I'm saying for N64, if you were to make a shameless yeah, for N64, doing... no, no, I wouldn't put it. I would have to replay it and really determine if it was okay, that bad because right. I have I, fun experiences. with I it. I appreciate that, and it had a legitimate, you know, John Williams Star Wars soundtrack That's score sweet. behind it, which you know most of Lucas Art really? games are. Yeah, I remember that for sure. It's got so, some cred, right? Yeah, that definitely gives it some cred. And Out it, of the shame time list does not make up it, for it, it, the it, many it, many bugs in the game. And it does not support. I don't want to play it. And also on a different level, it doesn't really support the book. Uh, Have you ever read that book? No, I can't read. Fucking, it it occurs in between Empire and Jedi. Camera mishaps everywhere. (laughs) Broken wall segments that you pop through halfway. But it got the millennium. You played this as a kid, and you were like giving them shit even back then. Yeah, come on. I'm not giving them shit from back then. I played it. I was fucking terrible controls, though. But okay. now I will look back and give it shit. Yeah. All it was right. a terrible All game right. compared point. to its opposite release title, Super. Or, I'm sorry, Mario 64. So... But he quickly built the library I beyond mean, that and it, discovered some of my favorite games of all time, it, like stumbling onto Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it reminds me, like, I... It's funny that you say you got to pick. We just got a system under the tree. Like I, we were literally convinced we would never have a video game. Did system. you even like hint at your parents? Like we want this one. No. Well, actually, no. She, she asked like six months previous. Like, and I didn't. I didn't put two and two together. And I said PlayStation. 
And we got a Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, well, you know. But in retrospect, Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time. So yep. no, no, it worked just, out. Even if I did Kong start Racing. with Wave Race, Hang Time, and Cruising USA. Those are my three games that we started with. Strong three right there. All right, but Trevor, what, what have you been playing? What am I been playing? So I, I have a really, obviously, for those of our, you know, follow the black blog, uh, back blog, where we list all our games that we are trying to beat, I end up, you know, always getting more than I'm actually playing. And I think I've got like four in the works now, but the one that I'm closest to beating, I'd say Fire Emblem, Passive Radiance, GameCube. Uh, so good. I'm not like liking it. Yeah, game? which is the dumbest thing I've well, ever Well, we made. actually determined that my copy might actually be Sheridan's it's, from it's years ago. It's definitely my copy. Um, nice, and I just, I'll buy it off you, Trevor. No, that's not fair. He doesn't even like the game. Fair Wait. market, fair market. Dude, that's it's not just, how this works. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the gameplay's okay. I mean, I'm definitely having some fun with it, but I just, I, for the amount, it's one of those things that, like, for the amount of praise it's received, it is just not meeting it by any means right. for me. That is so disappointing i i'm sorry i just it's not i don't really like the stories like it's it doesn't sound like it's inspiring it's not it's it's really and i also just don't like that it's nothing by it's has the the gameplay itself this is okay it's but but the gameplay it's it's very unforgiving which i think some people love about it yeah that's a fire but don't play fire emblem yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you don't like unforgiving don't well no it's it's like you can you know, when you lose a character, you lose a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't you really did. know that going in, going in, and I lost two characters. I lost Boyd and Soren. Oh, yeah, you know, like the two... like Starting um, characters that are going to be... Like, some probably top five like most powerful characters in Boyd that game. Is? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, when's he coming to fucking Super Smash Brothers? I would love it. Jesus Christ, there's already seven or eight in there. I would love it. Well, you need an axe guy. I'll pay $20 per character they remove. Wait, would you... Would you <laughs> even if he was Fire, Fire Emblem? Wait, <laughs> even if he was Fire Emblem... <laughs> Swords if he guy had... has more swords. No, no, no. Boyd is an axe dude. Yes. Would that be different for you? No, it's okay. Fire Emblem. I'm fucking <laughs> over it. Jesus Christ. Fair. I'm just you know, I'm over talking about Fire Emblem in general. I, I agree. Stevie Trevor's wrong. We can all agree Trevor's wrong. Uh, I, I, at least I'm playing it. I appreciate that. I do. But please give me back my copy. I'm going <laughs> to slap you with it because you're wrong. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I think it's Trevor's, and I'm going to buy it off. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even close. I agree. I so second it. I am... I've been playing Nino Cooney. He's right. Oh, did you beat Nino Cooney? No, I haven't. I am a listener of the show. I am the show's number one fan. I know And I've are. been very excited about you. Did you play a game called what? Nino Cooney. What is Nino Cooney? It is a, a, a Studio Ghibli... Uh, like the you know the Miyazaki Princess Mononoke Howl's Moving Castle, okay. they produced it with Level Five, who does like the Professor Layton games more recently, and <sighs> shit, do? I don't remember. But it's like a really it's like strong JRPG, like so good. Classic JRPG. It's so good, Byron. Okay. You would love. I mean, I I don't hear PS3. anything about it that makes me not want to play it. That sounds. It's, well, you make it sound like it's a like a watercolor just beautiful map. It, I mean, like it looks beautiful. The music I is really just sweeping play it for just and for beautiful. The carrot you like. Uh, it's like Pokemon style. What was where that? Uh, you, what like, was that PlayStation game with the fox that was like sort of like painting? Okami. Okami. Is Star that, Fox. That sort of that style. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Star it's, Fox. I mean, I think it was you Star know Fox. Miyazaki, right? Like yeah. you've seen me. It's literally you're playing through a Miyazaki movie. It's amazing. So, like, art on in terms of being super artistic, yes, it is that style. But, like, you know, Okami is much more of the, like, classic uh, Japanese, uh, like, paintings, whereas this is Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki have created their, like, 
certain look Miyazaki in their anime. actually worked on this. Yes, Studio Ghibli, which is Miyazaki, was the head worked of. Worked in collaboration. Yes. Yeah. Like when, so when we this started podcast. this podcast a few this months ago, like, I didn't know like 50% whoa, of it would be show, devoted to fucking I Nino think Kuni. that this sounds interesting. By Byron and Ryan, I, I am, I am sorry. You're, you're exposing yourself as someone who hasn't listened to much of this podcast before. I understand. <laughs> who, me? Both of you. I'm, I'm the talent, man. No, I, I mean, I no. Look, I, 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 I admit, to play it though. It's I so admit, good. like, it's you, so good. I'm sure all of you will love it. I yes. don't have a PS3. But, but, I but don't Keith, have access. Keith to is it, fair. But. Like, so I, I haven't played a lot this week. I played a little yeah. bit. Like the last few weeks, I've been slowing down. Not Are you because close to the end. I'm, well, I'm like right at the. Well, final well, Byron, boss. let me let me break it down for you. Every yeah. every podcast we talk about what we've been playing, and he's been playing Nino Kuni for like the entirety of this. I am. It's almost, almost. No, it was fair actually no. It was Valkyria Chronicles to start, and then like I beat. Oh yeah, let's do Uncharted. a fucking oral history. Yeah right. Uncharted, and then played. The Wolf Among Us, and then oh, I think I started Nina Kuni. Fascinating. I might have. I, <laughs> so I did a few, but um. So it's it's really good. I just never had. I'm at like 90 hours. Right. It's highly I highly recommend. What system is this for? It is on PS3 and uh, DS as well. All right. I'll All check right. it out. It's, it's amazing. DS? So I have. Oh, I'm damn very, it! I asked a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very close to beating it. I I think every week I say that I'm very close and I will beat it by next week. But I'm hoping to beat it by next week. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Point is, yeah. Point Fire is, Emblem. Fire I'm beating Emblem. it. No, that's but not, I'm not the point. The point is, is that. That you're still playing Nino Kuni, and still I'm playing still Nino upset Kuni. about it. And you're still upset about it. But I'm also upset. Oh. No, you don't. You do oh. not. I'm cutting you off. No, I was going to say, Fine. I have something that you was also going to make you upset. I think we were both going to transition to the same thing. That was so cute. I don't think oh. so, because I was going to transition to what I've been playing. Oh, no, that's not fair. Man, but if you had something else you were playing, you can no, Keith, talk please, about it. Atlanta. No, What have you been playing? So I've been playing a little bit of Super Mario World. Ah, uh, oh as boy. you know, I, SNES. As you know, I was a deprived child. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I, I a feel Super your Nintendo. My parents, my parents thought I would be a better person without video games, and look at me now. Are you a better person? Well, I have a lot of video games. <laughs> That's all I know. Every so you're, you're a better person. So you yes. end up wanting it to fill that hole so in your childhood. I was, you know, I remember this game very fondly because. Anytime we'd rent a system, a Super Nintendo, we would, we would inevitably rent this game because it was like the only game we knew existed. Um, I don't know if it's a function of my bad controller or if it's just me being used to new Super Mario games, but I just can't get a handle on the 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 feel of it. Like I always overjump things, I I overcorrect. I fall in holes way too often. Yeah, that's the oh. problem with older video game systems and their games is usually the controls a little bit clunky, a little bit hard to perfect, a little bit a little bit more challenging. I, I yeah. do in I, that I don't remember them respect. being that hard though. Uh, well, I think it's just we're trained to play video games in a different way now. We're trained uh, to win. Yeah, yeah, well I mean everything's easier now, but I do like the component of failing a lot and then learning like slowly learning from failure because that doesn't really exist in most video games anymore. Shovel, sure. Knight. Shovel Knight. Well, Shovel yeah, but Shovel Knight is designed to be like an old. I school know, I know, and yeah. it was so refreshing. But continue. Yeah, I mean that's kind of it. I, I'm I'm at uh, Forest of Illusions. I think is that Level World Five. World Five. Damn, and, Byron, nice and I um, 
I somehow got into this loop where I've beaten every level and it just sent me back to where I started. So there's a secret secret exit to a level that I need to uh, complete that I don't know what it is. And I'm trying to avoid using a guide on a game as simple as Mario, mm. but... I might have to bust out the Prima strategy. The Prima guide. strategy guy. I will guide. let you know Prima. that from what I remember, you know, there Prima was, has been around since the seventies. So there, I, I do remember pro-tip. that there were at least three exits to several levels Fuck. in that world. <laughs> Keith's soul is crushed right now. Fuck! It took me long enough. To How beat. the fuck did we figure this shit out in the early mid nineties or whenever? I think it was word of mouth, like literally, like a game of telephone. Like it just uh, like it, it seems so foreign and odd to me. I mean, it was under that or Nintendo Power. Well, it was kind of collaboration cool to, like, as well. Collaboration, yeah, but not I, only by word of mouth, but within the household. If you had true. siblings mm-hmm. or, or like you know, in the movie The Wiz, yeah. when that girl just knows where the whistle is in Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, Trev was talking thinking about, about the well, That's a way. good segue into uh, into yeah, into Trev. the next topic. All right, well, yeah. let me break well, down this new... Uh, we're trying a little different format today. Full disclosure, I totally, of the show. I totally okay. stole it from a, a, another podcast, uh, the Game Over Greggy podcast. It's a guy from IGN. It's not a... Uh, I don't want to get into it. Do a little it. plug? We'll do the little plugs. They don't need it. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically, each of us, four of us, has brought a topic to the table, and we're going to go through each topic and, you know, d- discuss it and beat it into the ground until all of our listeners just turn off this podcast. I mean, they probably did already, so... Uh, well, hey, hey, most... John, I know our our number one listener is on the podcast. Yeah, Trevor, if you're out there... Oh, wait. Nah. But Trevor, you hinted does at it, it. Wait, wait, does that fucking... Does it show Trevor downloaded? No, I, I can't get that. <laughs> I have no idea what no, like, this looks like. No, I can't get that kind of uh, detail. I All I know is like number of subscribers and stuff like that. So um, when it's one, it's me. <laughs> but Trevor, why don't you start us off? You brought a topic today. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if we're thinking about like the future of gaming, like one thing, com- well, there's two big things coming to mind. Number one, you know, what was it, like a month ago, Nintendo released a report that they're partnering up with Universal Studios, Orlando. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna, probably about a month ago. Yeah, right? I think it's like... So we're a little we, late we to talk, the game. We talked we'll, about we'll it. We'll be a bit late to the game. Yeah, we yeah. did. We're uh, late to the game on everything. Continue. Yeah, it's true. But like... It's our it's, style. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo's going to be open up a subsection, it sounds like, of the U- Universal Orlando theme park, making it Nintendo Land. Yep. Which on your first podcast, or of... Some of the first yeah, you guys was, talked one about one of our first four. That's yeah. all. Yeah, you we, guys. We're gonna get a lot of money coming in from Nintendo because we, you know, obviously idea, lawyers are out there. We have. Yep. You, I'm assuming you guys have them on retainer. Obviously. Yeah. yeah we. Go. I mean, we have lawyer friends and that we can talk to. But uh, yeah. So you guys were discussing like all the different like possible themes, attractions. Like, oh, of course, well, like a Star Fox like roller coaster or some shit. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? Uh, what's the best utilization of the Nintendo IP? in a theme park well i'm here's the larger scope okay when i'm thinking of nintendo this is a first step in like nintendo it has the possibility has the opportunity to become kind of like the disney of the video game industry branching out into other mediums now we're getting into theme parks we can establish characters, establish worlds. Like you know, obviously we can like you oh. know think of different rides and stuff like that. But they can lead on to other intellectual 
properties yeah. into like movies and TV shows. We were already teased with like maybe a Zelda. Yeah, but like even Amiibo, like they're like they're just embracing the fact that they have very popular characters that they need they have to... a brand image for fucking yeah. sure oh, yeah. yeah that they need to cash in on it, whether it's mobile games whether it's you know little it's toys it's theme parks it's you know they're finally embracing it and i think this could be huge like you're saying it's and just... i mean no other no other company like microsoft and like when you think when you say nintendo the first thing that's gonna pop in your head is probably mario Obviously, like yeah the character itself whereas like xbox and sony got nothing you can you could think of maybe games like Master Chief is the exactly. best I can have. Xbox probably has Master Chief, but like Sony used to have like maybe like Ratchet and Clank, but that or like Jack and Daxter. But like you say, Sony, I go back yeah. Crash, Crash, Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Crash. Yeah, you can crash. You yeah, sorry, yeah. but like so like but the but they I feel like they haven't lasted, and especially now with like you know Halo moving like from Bungie to wherever it is now. Um, who's doing Halo now? Three Microsoft four three. Studios. There we go. There yeah. we go. So yeah. so yeah. like just nintendo and and granted they've been around longer almost longer than anybody so um in terms of you know the nintendo like xbox and well, they've been around and, since the early the late 1800s i think well yeah but i'm talking like ex- but that yeah, used I mean. to be a playing card company yep yep but um, in terms of their I'm video more, game I'm, I'm giving you support here oh That's i know i'm I know. doing <laughs> in terms of their video game like branch it's oh yeah like yeah. they are easily the old the oldest but uh, okay so we're looking at nintendo in this aspect you know god knows what they're gonna do i mean i went to universal right when they came up with the harry potter shit yep fucking just came my pants it was amazing um Whoa, this yeah is i mean it was, the, it was the podcast. movies well we can teach him about it was i mean we talk about cum chairs all the time it was the movie <laughs> wait 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 which was the cum chair the one Steve oh come on keep oh, gonna like him make him guess i totally forgot about a cum chair and i sat down without talking to I anyone i just want to make it oh, known shit, that there was no cum directly on the that chair was not what like was it was previously discussed while they were bullshit yeah you're right it is disgusting no it was, I was just, it was my jerk off chair. That's all. All right, but I, I know we talked about it before, but we're gonna we edit this out, right? <laughs> this is no. This is not an acceptable segment. Absolutely, this is one hundred percent educational. Yeah, we're totally gonna edit this out. We're absolutely going back to talk about the theme park. Yes. Okay. What was the what one now? No. Um. Yeah. So Nintendo theme park. It, I don't. I don't fucking know what's gonna happen with it. They did an amazing job with the Harry Potter well, one. Well, my my fear is that they aren't going to go all out like they did with Harry Potter. Like they're gonna be like, well, this you is about video. I don't. I just think they're gonna focus too much on the fact that it's video games and not enough on the fact that it's characters that everyone knows and loves. You know. I like, disagree. I feel like that's the only thing they're gonna focus on. I feel like they're really gonna draw out the fact that oh, we have a wealth of characters here that everyone can recognize and we're going to capitalize on that with merch and inspirational rides and video games that will help come back to that merch. I, and, and one thing that I hope they do beyond that is I hope that they also embrace like, oh, we're not just doing like Nintendo theme inspired roller coasters and whatnot. Obviously, I hope they do do that shit because a Star Fox roller coaster would be amazing if you were like flying on, the coaster does a barrel roll with like, was it Peppy yelling at you? Do a barrel roll. That Sleepy would be, toad. yes, that would be amazing. Um, but I mean, I want them. I, I've always just had in the back of my mind. If I was like Tony Stark and I had the money and it was just even a fraction of the intelligence, I want to get like virtual reality and artificial gaming like to that next level. 
And I feel like this is a place where you can kind of offer like some sort of like gerbil ball dome that you can run around in a virtual reality world. And this one makes me so excited for the other topic, this place in Utah opening up in 2016 called The Void, which is a, how would you describe it, Byron? Uh, a fully immersive virtual reality environment. There you go. Putting on, someone designs basically a fun house of blank walls. That so like, it's like Nick Arcade. It's like Nick Arcade, but in real life. What? Yes. Have you not seen? All right. No. Yes. Steve has never heard of this. I, I know. If it's not, you're about to blow his mind. I'm already getting blown by something. Imagine I have built a giant warehouse of which, like... Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> All right, cool. So what were we... Byron, it's your turn to talk we now. We got right? a giant warehouse. <laughs> All right, I'm there. With, with, with like, you know, with, like, different uh, features in it, whether it's, like, you know, it's got, like, fog blowing at you or lights or anything... But then, in order to go through it, you put on an Oculus Rift. And I coat this warehouse in an alternate world that you will have to interact with. Will it be a haunted mansion? Will it be a cave you have to explore? A first-person shooter, in which case you have a gun and you can battle aliens? Anything possible. You can even have, like, a Final Fantasy-esque journey where you battle dragons. This is what The Void, this arcade, is hoping to adopt. Whoa. So yes. it's, a, it's literally a mix of... With uh, real environmental effects... Legends of that the Hidden you Temple can feel. and Nick Arcade yes. combined yes. into, yes. One, Legends of the into one yes. fucking place. But we're going to put that monkey together right. Yeah. We're not going to fuck fucking up on that shit. Shrine yeah. of the Silver Monkey Yeah, Vanessa. <laughs> it's always fucking Vanessa that messed it yeah. up. Get your fucking shape. So to you order. think that... Big to the little. Jesus So Christ. this Void place, it's in Utah, yes? That's what, it. Yeah, it's it's part of some complex. I'll put it in 2016, in so are we going? Yeah. I think we're Duh. we're going to obviously both of these. Keith, I, we've we, we've done a good job of having very like creative and fun like bachelor parties, and this sounds like right up our alley for that. Yeah, but who's getting married? This sounds well, like a destination somebody... wedding. In fact, I uh, yeah, I can. I, I guess we're getting married. <laughs> I do. I as an unmarried person can make sure I set my wedding there. Yeah, there right. Go. And can just I be come? like, I want to set my wedding well, in. Wait a Mario's second. Shaw's world. girl might be getting off right now. Oh, well. Oh, let's go over there. Than one. Could be time for Shaw's girl. She's down a clown, dude? We don't know. We can make a wedding uh, ring I mean, out of that she... fucking carrot. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Just cut off one of the ends, hollowed out. Boom, there you go. All Get right. We're off to Utah. <laughs> let's go. All right, we're going. Yeah. We just right. planned the trip, People, Keith. I'm, I'm very confused at this point. <laughs> what are we You're talking You're just excited about? to go. Um, Byron's married to a carrot. We're going to Utah. So Rob Schneider. <laughs> Matt Byron is a carrot. A carrot. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I, I just spilled the beans on your th- real This whole shit is like super fascinating to me. I mean, I hope it's, yeah, like the YouTube video hyping up the void is obviously like, you know, glorified with so, CGI and but shit. But you want, do you want uh, Universal and Nintendo to take some of these ideas? Yes, and that's what I'm talking about, man. I, yeah, I definitely want... Don't get me wrong. Give me the roller coasters. Okay. Do the other shit. Give me a log ride. I want. I, I want both. Like I just don't want this to preclude yeah. like you know actual roller. Give me coasters. like a curb. I can do a Kirby log ride though. Going through his little Ooh, forest. Yeah. B Town would. Yeah. B Town is listening. Whatever. Wherever he is listening. Whenever yeah. he listens to this. Log. log that was for you. The forest. Let's do that. B Town. Log flumes. Um. Yeah. But I would at the center so, of it all. I want them to adopt this like next level in arcading or virtual reality experience okay. but you know obviously put your little uh, nintendo twist and dot 
indoctrinate it yeah. in, in so, one of these uh, character. So, I mean, and they've done that, like, with Harry Potter. I mean, the the big Harry Potter ride utilizes, like... And it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Have you been on it? I have. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it mixes, you know, the old with the new, with the way it integrates screens and practical. Yeah, yeah, it's it's outrageous. I, I left off, if there wasn't an astronomical line yeah. riding around the whole park... Yeah. Um, I would have gladly just yeah, so, on it the entire day. I mean, so yeah, they, they'll they'll do something awesome with Nintendo, I'm sure. Uh, and the 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 future of that seems pretty bright. But I feel like Byron, you kind of don't want to talk about the past a little bit. Yeah, sure. So for, for my topic today, uh, I want to talk a little bit about us as um, what we remember from our childhoods in parenting. Um, and the role that video games played in that. Since we're almost at that age where people are thinking about parenting, how will video games play a role in our parenting now? You know, uh, we're getting to that age. Are the, the the kids are there. Do, are we going to deprive them of video games? Do we end up like Keith? Is that the best way to do it? You know? Uh, I had video games from the time I was four and five years old, I think. Uh you know, is that the best way to do it? What 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 does everyone want to do with their kids as they're growing up? You know, this is literally the deepest conversation. Right, I'm like I'm like kind of impressed. Show, also a little turned on, but mostly impressed. Yeah. So, well, I, the other I, day the other day Steve was telling me about his friend, um, who said his he's making his kid play through video game classics before he lets them play the newer video games. Is that what what was going on? First of all, I think you were talking to me. Oh, I was talking and, to yeah, I was talking I, about I, I Chris Cluey. Oh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> we're uh, gonna edit that out because I just I'm I wish that people could out. I wish that people could have seen my reaction because there wasn't one. Like, <laughs> uh, so what? we have conversations Dude, it's called in your fucking sleep. Yes, and all right, you just go with it. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna edit all this so out. So anyway. Trevor was talking to me the other day about how one of his friends not is, one of my friends. I don't know Chris Chris Cluey. <laughs> Yo, don't say how his name. Chris Cluey. No, it's Trevor. Hey, Trevor, would you would you like to tell? the story trevor yes i would oh wait are you talking to me or are you talking to steve over no, there? no who is the former kicker on the vikings that was chris, chris Cluey. yeah there you go mike yes because we we go oh you yeah. guys are buddies close, per- the close personal friends sweet yeah so um, no he just he, he was in an interview and he talked about how he was raising his kids on like playing the classics before they move on to the modern shit you know, I, let's get our chrono trigger down before we move on to oh, like, I will totally I, be I think that that's a child. really good way to like bond with your kid you know like cause I bonded with my dad over the music he grew up on right you know mm-hmm. like, like and, this is what I did when I was your age it's the new this is what I the new playing catch <laughs> like uh, when, I mean when, I bonded with my dad over it we were yeah. playing Super Mario Brothers on NES and I remember it very clearly, as well as uh, Track All Stars or something, which had the yeah, NES gamepad game yeah. ran on. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. Good times, that was man. Great times. Uh, and I will say that if we have Oculus Rift and whatever else virtual reality available to us as we become parents, you know, there could be some good father son, father daughter bonding action going on through the video game medium. I like that. I mean, I think it's a it's a an additional way, you know, to spend time with your kids, and I don't think that would will ever be a bad thing. Uh, 
I do think that I am probably the closest one to having children at this table. In this room with three other single guys, I think you don't got to be married to have a kid. <laughs> Fair. I'll take offense. Sir. I'm not I'll take offense. challenging anyone. Challenge, I don't think it's a good idea. Not accepted. Challenge accepted. I'm leaving. To have a kid to beat me. I'm leaving and bringing shot um, girl back to bar. I so is as much as I complain about not having a Super Nintendo, I do feel like I developed very good habits as a kid uh before i got my nintendo 64 like i loved playing outside i loved um you know did, having conversations with did that people. make you a better person today well i i haven't gotten there yet uh it backfired on my parents though and haven't that, gotten to today yet and then I'm, I'm i just went there because you wanted to hear it backfired on my parents because look at how many video games I have, and I'm currently doing a video game podcast, and I never call them on the phone. So what you're saying games. is they delayed the inevitable, it but was, it was long enough to develop good habits. No, I think there's something to be said when you deny something. Maybe yeah. you develop a slightly less healthy connection to it. I, I do think I do think maybe if I had it the whole time that I wouldn't be as, like, fascinated by video games as i am today uh which so based on that experience as a potential father are you going to deny your kids the same way i think i'm i the biggest thing i'm concerned with is ipads i'm not raising my kid with a mm. fucking tablet fair uh what's so the it, it, need, it needs to be a restricted privilege yeah and so i think in you know i think video games i will I'm not going to give it to them like at one and be like, play this. Come on. I want a buddy to play Halo with. Come on. But Wait, yeah, you I'm going to give in faster than my parents do because I love video games so much. And I'm not going to, I'm personally not going to stop playing video games. So it's going to be very hard to say, Oh, don't touch my video games. Don't watch me play video games. Especially if there's some shit like a you brand know, new Zelda's coming out and you're like, fuck, I want to go get it at midnight. And the kid's like, can we come with us? Let's go! And you're yeah. just like jumping in the car together. You know, the other thing is that just like drugs, kids eventually find the video games too if you deny them. I True. I had time limits on my video game time. And guess what? We all had that friend who didn't have time limits <laughs> on his video game time. And you went over to his house and you guys hung out and played so video games. So if I want my kid to be popular. Yep. Right, right. Well, Day I, one. Fucking popping. I, I also take this back to another era, like Patton Oswalt gives advice on raising a kid. How do you have a cool kid? You be a really uncool parent. <laughs> it's like, I want to stay up till 10. It's like, you got soccer practice tomorrow, champ, so you're in bed by 8. Like, you know, and then the kid just like, fuck you, dad, and then just runs out into the world. And, <laughs> you know, eventually doesn't become like the so parents that take toys off markets or it's something our, like that. It's our duty to deny our children yes. video games yes. until they want it so bad that they became enthusiasts as much as we are. What yes. a vicious cycle. Or yeah, it forces it them to be, like, sneaky about that. I don't know if I can do that. that, that I don't know shit. if I can do that. Like, I'm going to, like, like, I mean, you guys, I'm going to embrace, you know, like you said. Like, yes, I'm going to show my kids the games that I used to play and what I was passionate about when I was his age. And, but I'm also going to, like, take them outside a whole lot because I'm a very active person. Like, I think there's a balance that you're going to find. Ooh, we, and, got a, we got a moderation guy here. Yeah, like, uh, I, I think it's going to be a good battle, but, like, I mean, if I'm playing video games and my son comes over, he's like, "Hey, Dad, can I play this instead?" I'm gonna be like, "Nope, yes. fuck what if you, you have a daughter?" I'm playing. Uh, same thing. 
I'm gonna teach her how to play Super Smash Brothers, and she's gonna be and fucking awesome. She can awesome only be peace. Nice. <laughs> she's or gonna be she's fucking, gonna hate she's you. Gonna come up, she's gonna come to all of our tournaments and fucking smoke us all. But she'll probably hate it too. She's just a savant. She's just a natural. Yeah, and this like, game sucks. It's so and boring. Then you're just like, oh, you <laughs> it's throw the easiest thing I've ever fucking played. See, Stupid it's gonna be dad. her and I in the finals in like 20 I, years. I have I have a, another perspective where, as you are looking at all of this as a recreational. Uh, use of video games. I see the esports side of things, where parents will grow their children and force them into <laughs> playing soccer or baseball in hopes that they become a professional one day. You know what? If my kid starts playing Dota at three years old, he may make a billion dollars playing in the professional leagues one day. We're going yeah, all the way. He's going to practice. I, will, I, will embrace I am sitting down and coaching the team with him. We are going to form strategies together. We are going to win this shit. This is Dude, just the ultimate. And you have to give me some money because I'm going to come we're, live with you. We're this all is... just vicariously living through your child. Yeah, yeah. Of your course. Dota child. Of course. This is you're really just the alternate on. version of the parents that, like, you know, the dragon moms that sit on their kids to make them yeah. super good at the flute or something like that. Yeah, Instead, something that society appreciates. Yeah, yeah. A, a good flautist. A flautist. We need some more flautists. Nothing like school. a well-trained Dota player. Yeah. Oh, so they're gonna say it flautist. sounds like <laughs> all of our answers are like various forms of moderation, but eventually there's a balance. There's not going to be want, total. Res- we do want to enjoy video games with our kids. Because yeah. at the, at the very least, even if I wanted to restrict my child, I want the games. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, it all comes down to so we want to play video games. And I'm not just gonna like buy a room in the house with like a lock on it that like only I can enter, and it's only got like games for me. No, it's gonna be on the main TV. And if for like your question of like how do I control tablets and shit, it's just like living room only. If you leave the living room and you're in your bedroom, they're not allowed in the bedroom. I like, was just I, gonna take a fucking hammer to their tablets. <laughs> you just don't want them in your house ever. Bah! No tablets. Well, my problem is in this. This is uh, at this point off topic, but you just go to dinner and you see like three kids with their family at dinner and they all have tablets that's why you just say there's one room in the house you can't even keep it to the iphone or whatever they use it has to be Dude, a my, no tablet. no no iphones either now grant now i work at a restaurant so i see it a lot i do well i mean i work at the bar but when i used to do you serve, see like, full tablets out i've of seen the dinner full tablets table. or like ipad oh, yeah, i mean definitely give like parents give give the shit to the I will, kids so the kids will like be distracted i will say can... yeah it's you know it, it doesn't look great but it actually, like, I mean, technology is so crazy now that, like, that there's some learning mechanisms on I these know, tablets. But and learn- I, no, 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 hear me, hear me out, hear me out. And it, it, no. like, it's. <laughs> All right, then we're done. No, nope, continue. nope, we're done. No, we're cutting it off here. We're <laughs> not hearing it out. <laughs> there, this is going to be a harsh transition right now. We are stopped talking, and we are going to the next thing. That, that, no, that kind of comes back. Trevor, to- come on. Yeah. What? What? You're supposed to be on my side here. I don't. Never. Um, yeah, fuck you. No, but I mean, like, tablets distracts kids and while his parents have a good time the first system i my parents finally gave and got to me actually before the n64 was the game boy and they oh, gave yeah. me that one even though they knew i was always asking for shit and it, you know i wanted the super nintendo but they gave me a game boy instead i, I guess they thought like it's smaller so it's gonna be not as harmful like the screen's tinier um but then they realized like how great that was that they want i was the only child so when they wanted to go out to dinner they didn't need to leave me with the babysitter they could just give me the game boy and i'd shut up during dinner and just play games all the time i thought you were gonna say they left you at home <laughs> with a game boy with the game boy like, yeah, the game boy is the babysitter now it <laughs> pays for itself in one night they put the game they put the game boy on a chain to the floor and just know that like as long as he doesn't go anywhere he'll be screwed to the game boy yeah well, the thing is, they embraced it so much is that like, they eventually bought me like shit tons of games, and the and the the killer was the there was a case that looked like a giant Game Boy in itself, 
that I would always walk into any restaurant with, carrying this giant Game Boy case. We'd sit down at the table, and I was like, like I was an assassin assembling a sniper rifle. Like, open the lid, <laughs> pulled up the Game That's Boy. That's amazing. Put the silencer on. Put, no, no. <laughs> you drop in that giant magnifying screen that opens up with the stereo ports, headphones click in. <laughs> And then oh, wow. cycle, you and then I had all these games. You were on, an only child. I had wow. all these games like on these racks, and I would just like start filtering through, like, which one do I want? And then you'd pop in. You had a twelve fucking cartridge. This it's like, is it's like you open. It literally serious is like, only child <laughs> shit. Oh right my here. god! I don't even know what you're talking Scrolling through about. the games, it's like scrolling through what the closest bullet thing you I had to a Game Boy like... was just like a piece of paper. <laughs> no, the sadder part though is that like in, in like you know like playroom where I had all my building blocks and stuff like that, I built myself a video game system out of building blocks <laughs> i just drew a i thought you were gonna say building a friend out of it <laughs> it's essentially what I'm it not... was like i, I had player two I built sitting. a friend out of game blocks <laughs> trevor nelson 2015 all right uh, all right TV. so clearly we're all gonna ruin our kids um, i mean yeah but Stevie, I've got a fucking bone to pick with you. No, I'm going no. to I'm going to stop you there, and I'm going to call shame time, no, bro. I, stupid. Honestly, ass. I I don't want you to talk because you're you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Fine. All right. Fine. Fine. So we've discussed this prior to getting on the air. The battle between Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, Major League Baseball, Ooh. and All Star Baseball '99. What is the better game? This is a perfect time to do it because our good friend, Mr. Byron over here, doesn't even know what baseball is. So I have not played a single right. sports game so, in at least 10 years. Right, so last a, sports dude. game being NBA Jam. So, okay, I was so going to say that. I that have, wasn't 10 years ago. Was I have it? never NBA played. NBA Jam was, came out in like 1989. I have, Wait, you never played Hang Time with us? I did not. Right, I have so, never I have never played a baseball video game in fact. Okay. So as so an impartial person. and unbiased video gamer, I will moderate this discussion of the two games. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, so you you forgot to mention that these are Nintendo 64 games. I was getting there. I forgot. Well, to wait. <laughs> the Ken Griffey one I'm talking about was on Super Nintendo. Wasn't oh, and that's not what we're talking about. No. All right, so guess who's also an impartial judge? Trevor. Yay. Trevor. Yay! yay. Outed himself oh. real quick. All right. Well, this. So this is. <laughs> it was a brief gloss over of just kind. Of, I didn't know Ken Griffey made more than one. So yep. so so Stevie, this is your topic. So yes. I, I'm bringing. Do you this want to, to start table. first, or should I start? I'll let you start first. So I'm going to start my argument. You got the first gambit. Okay. Friend. Lay it right. down. Please present your argument. So Keith. I, so I'm a humble video game lawyer, um, and I would like to present to you that All Star Baseball '99 is not only better than Ken Griffey Jr. It basically renders all other Nintendo 64 baseball games obsolete. Objection. Baseless allegations. Uh, Question. How many baseball games are there for N64? Relevant. At least two. Let us find out. Do we have <laughs> an machine. idea? Google I think Do we have a, an idea of I how many baseball games for the N64? About, uh, five. I mean... Five games, five, five franchises. Five to six. So there's three, there's three big franchises. We had the two we've mentioned and then Triple Play. Um... So triple, which you know, w w I think this is a good place to start. We can both agree that triple threat was hot garbage. I like it more than Ken Griffey. You are the baseball. dumbest person. Ooh. But let me let me just say, okay, so 
we're comparing All-Star Baseball and Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey had worse graphics. Ken Griffey had worse gameplay. Ken Griffey had a worse cover athlete. And Ken Griffey was hot garbage. Well, let, let's, let's, let's begin the questioning here with those statements. Who was on the cover? Larry fucking Walker was on the cover of All-Star that Baseball. That means nothing to me. Please what is that your point? explain. One, explain Larry Walker. One of the purest hitters of all time. Right. He, he, he hit for average. Sports, he hit folks. for power. Sports. He hit with finesse. He hit with a mullet. But yet unknown Whoa, to so anyone. Are you me? Please tell me, Steve, who was on the cover of Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Um, I think it kind of goes without saying <laughs> who was on the cover of Ken Griffey Baseball. But Michael Ken Jordan. Griffey Jr. And was I on the know cover. that name. Trevor, do you know that name? I definitely know that name. I get point awarded Steve Sheridan. Yeah! That's just one point, though. Why would I care about Larry Walker? I, I'm going he's to. He's Canadian. How do you feel about Canadian? Oh my God, that's a minus point. Oh, dude. I mean, he's American. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he fucking feeds beer to his. I house. will. Please. I will say that. Um, Keith, I will continue say. Continue in your argument. Well, I will say that my opponent is correct in the sense that Larry Walker was a phenomenal hitter. Um, but so Ken Griffey Jr. I, I need to Larry submit Wa- this I mean, to evidence. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is a, a screenshot from Ken Griffey Jr. The worst looking baseball right, game. Let's, let's look at it of all exhibit time. A. We are going to. I, you know what? Oh, I do remember this game. We're going to talk oh. about the graphics right, so, now. Yeah, I can guess. you explain? Uh, may, can, may I see this? I want to see if this is a, a correct. You already saw I, it in Discovery. Here. All right. Yep. First of all, yep. evidence not, submitted I'm, to the okay. court I'm has not, been received. It is valid. That's terrible. All right. Can I submit a? You can submit your your All Star Baseball now. But can I just dis- not mine, so. Right? So I will just say uh, the the torsos of these players they look like balloons that have been tied off at one end with a string and then they have basically little thin sticks for legs and their their batting helmets look like as uh, the judge uh, I will say overruled uh, slander. Um, I would like to see your anatomy right, degree. It just looks like shit. Now let me find. Uh, please, objection. Please, please present to, your evidence. Uh, I'm trying. I have to go to Google Images. I will remind you that I will be voting based off what you have more fun with in the gameplay itself and the functioning. So, agreed. Each of these uh, categories I, are I will, taken into consideration. Yeah, I, Graphics being a small a, part, but it's important to see. Okay. All right. I will agree with you. I believe these graphics far better they are better much better much more realistic which brings me to my next point um all-star baseball did a much better job of simulating what a major league baseball experience would be Um, i don't know how we're gonna rule this one but i do remember the 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 hitting system for ken griffey it looked like there was like i mean you had what was it like a yellow circle or something that would be where you could pitch so both of them had yellow circles uh basically where you moved your cursor as batter to decide where you're going to swing the bat Mm -hmm. um but what what um all-star baseball had was a a pitch meter that was much more uh varied like you could you could determine the velocity the placement of your pitch you could um 
really just kind of tweak it to your heart's content whereas in Ken Griffey there was a lot less you could do you kind of just pick a spot and say I'm going to pitch this and then it would just kind of do its own thing it kind of had a mind of its own kind of like that <laughs> counter, well, argu- counter argument please Steve yes um, well the, my, my whole point of bringing this up on the was, topic of gameplay on the topic of gameplay was that I know, granted, we are years down the line on baseball games. Baseball games became very, very hard to play because there was just too many controls. And now, granted, All-Star Baseball is not what exactly what I'm describing, but they just became very hard to play. So for me, when I this first baseball game that I've ever played, it was very simple. It was a very simple game. It was almost like stickball. And that is what was... That was what was nostalgic about it, and that is what the allure was, is that there wasn't a lot, like, yes, there was... Less technical. A, it was less technical. There, were, there was just a yellow circle that you, that you, where you hit A and you swung at, and the pitching was, you picked a spot and you could move it. Like, if it was a curveball, you could get more movement on it. But it was, it was a very simple and less technical game, and therefore more fun. But... Qu- hmm. Question for the floor. And, and, but are the, uh... The prosecutor over here would like to believe I, I, that game or that graphics were a big deal uh, when you're playing a sports game. Every game on Nintendo 64 looked like dog shit. It was a nice refresher to see a game that actually looked like it was trying to look. But do you think that it was well spent on a sports game? Absolutely. Because also, I think, about, I think that also you know what the the developers of Ken Griffey. They weren't trying to make a simple game that was accessible to everyone. They were trying to do what All-Star Baseball did. They just fucking failed. Can I uh, ask a quick question here on the release date of both games, please? Uh, very similar. Uh, in Sometime in 1998, I believe, for both of them. But Can we uh, get a confirmation? 1998, yes. both games. You look up All-Star Baseball, I look up Ken Griffey. Well, I'm positive All-Star Baseball came out in 1998. Well, yeah, that makes sense for the mm. if it's called All-Star Not, Baseball 99. Because I feel that if I am to include graphics as part of this decision of which of these two games would be the better N64 game, it's it's hard to say that games made at different times should have the same graphic standards, perhaps one being a more groundsbreaking graphically game, one way or the other would help. May 31st, 1998 for Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr., the technical title, of course. And All-Star Baseball, Once, 99. Oh, damn it. Why did it give me this? It definitely came out in... 19... It definitely came out in 98. I don't have any We're going to assume it's well, 98. We, with, with fair confidence, we can say it came out in 98. So both coming out in 1998, graphically to the same standard. Well, that's why this uh, this argument has always existed, because I had friends that played this, and I was like, you're fucking stupid. And I think, this is what I think drove this decision. All-Star Baseball 1999 cost $60, whereas Ken Griffey Jr. cost $50. So everyone bought Ken Griffey Jr., but it was a inferior game because they mm. spent less time, they spent less resources, fewer resources um, on it. Let me let me ask this. Did either game have batters when struck out would break the bat over their knee? Because that's what the old All-Star Ken Baseball Griffey... 1998 had creative players. Ooh. And you could play at Area 51. 
And I hit an 876-foot home run with Larry Walker on Area 51 because the gravity's different. Wow. Point. Point. Keith Sheffer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now we tap into the fun criteria. Ah, that's Steve? pretty good. That, that almost uh, makes me want to download it as an emulator and run. The defense rests. <laughs> defense rests this case. Point, uh, Keith. Um, I would also like to submit one final piece of evidence. All right. Uh, IGN, back when they were actually pretty credible, uh, gave All-Star Baseball 98 an 8.2, and Ken Griffey Jr. a 7.7. Talking about a difference of 0.5 here. We are. We are. But I think that's significant. Because they came out... Uh, They came out... These are metrics that can be trusted. You know, uh, the, the difference between a 10 and a 9.5 may have a big difference, but the difference between an 8.2 and the a 7.7... The difference between a 7.9 and an 8.0 is huge. Is, you would <laughs> consider that you consider that a they huge make, margin. They make... They spend a long time determining if it should be in the 7s or the 8s. An 8 and a 7.9 are very different in the minds of consumers. So a 7.7 and 8.2... Monumental difference. All right, I will not mention or talk about how that affects the judge affects the judgment of this case. However, God, it is noted he's going to spite me. Taken into the court. The defense rests. <laughs> Steve Sheridan. <laughs> not, not the, uh, I, closing. I that's all you said. Closing. Clo- closing argument, Steve Sheridan. Uh, I. I mean, unfortunately, this is only going to be resolved. When we play both games, which we will, which we will. Oh, is this and are we gonna? Ha- are you gonna have a bro down on this? We're gonna we have. Will, a, we will. We're gonna have a bro down, a head head to head game in Ken Griffey Jr. and a head to head game in All Star Baseball. Nice. And I think that will be the determining factor. However, Byron's the determining factor. But. For right, for currently, right now. But I think it'll once it goes, you know, once it's on the big. What screen, I what I'm thinking under the lights. I, I think we should play both, but the loser of this. Uh, Trial is going to be punished in some way involving these two games. Do, do you have to play a full season on one of these games? The game that you rooted for? Or rather, the Fuck. game you didn't root that's, for? That's not a bad a idea. A full season? That's not a bad Fuck. idea. Ugh. All right. <laughs> no How simulating many games. games. Are no the, simulating the games. People that are sports, not 162 games. 162. We're not playing that. Byron, have <laughs> is, you come to a. Has, has the defense finished their closing statement? They've rested like eight times. I rest my case. Alright. Prosecutor? Yeah, we rest. You rest as well? I I determine at this time that both games are very similar graphically. That no. No, they're not! Mistrial! Mistrial! Whoa! Mistrial! I, I I will say this. There's not a whole lot I can determine from these facts alone, but Keith has made me. At least want to try to play. Neither also, game has also. appeared to have a graphical advantage in a significant amount, much as the ratings were insignificantly close to each other. And it sounds a point like five differential, as much as you tried to argue as a large difference, is not that big a difference. But but the All Star seems in to have terms the silly of factor. In it terms seems of, to have the silly factor. In terms got, of fun, uh, in terms of fun, it seems like the accessibility 
of Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. When do make we talk the game... about accessibility? Oh, because it's easier. You don't have to easier play easier controls. All right, easier gameplay. It's just shallow. would make it seem more immediately fun, whereas a more technically involved he compared it to stickball all star all star ninety nine game appears to have more depth for the more technically inclined baseball video game enthusiast. <sighs> I, you make some factor. sound points. I don't give a shit. Fun factor. Fun factor included I, to All Star '99. It sounds like a more intriguing game and more memorable game than Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Case closed. All Star '99. Yes. Yes. It was such a curveball. Pun intended. <laughs> I was my whole about- my whole plan was to not say much and just let you tell <laughs> shit. The like, just make this game worse by talking. And I came so close. You, you know what? It. It's a sports game, so I'm probably going to hate it no matter what. Um, and full disclosure, these games both suck now. N64. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> full, <laughs> full disclosure, they're terrible. All right. Well, so that was fun, Stevie, but you have to eat crow because you're fucking wrong. Hey, guys. You guys can play this one out on the playing field. All right. All right. I but agree. That's what we'll do. We will play. We'll play the winning game, All Star Baseball, because I never want to play Ken Griffey again. You guys fine. play. Fine. I'm, it has to be a full nine. The defense. Game. The defense is a little more open minded. Oh, I will play, and I will smoke you. Oh. I, are you guys gonna do like a nine inning game? And, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Ken Griffey Jr. on my team, and he's gonna hit six home runs in a game. I'm going to peg him every time. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking time, and you can do that. You can do it. You can do that in Kangaroo. All right, we're too. moving on. We are moving on <laughs> I think to the last peg every player. to the last topic of the day. My topic, which is, what is your gaming white whale? What game have you wanted to play for a very long time and just you know has been eating away at you because you just you you're not making the time to do it. It occupies space in your head. It's, it keeps you up at night. It keeps you up at night, and eventually it's going to lead to your death. Whoa. I mean, like, you're just... Insanity. I don't know. If you don't Something dramatic. finish this game before you die, you will have unfinished business and turn into a Does, ghost. So I have two. Okay. I'm not sure if you can have two white whales, but continue. Yeah, if you got a big enough tank. Yeah, you could have all school of whales. Yeah, if, school we're, of- if we're talking, like, if I'm at SeaWorld, I could have two white whales swimming around in there. There you go. Anyway, Beautiful one shot. of them is Final Fantasy III for the DS. Have so you- this is this is actually Final Fantasy VI, yes? Or is this a Japanese Final Fantasy III? Do you even know? How is this your white whale? Because... Shame time, bro. I just shame time to you. You it's can't Final shame time me back. Six. All right, let's move on. It's fine. So, oh, oh, oh. That, that, that's what you meant. Okay. Yes. So I, it is one of the worst Final Fantasy games. I struggled Wait, through it early on. No, then this is Final Fantasy three because Final yes. Fantasy six is good. Yeah, Final Fantasy six is good. Yeah. It like early on. I think we talked about this on one other podcast. I think, but early on, there's a point where you get your party. You're very early in the game. You get to this point where everyone's a frog. You get turned into the frog curse, whatever it is. And you can't get out of it, and you can only use magic. And if you didn't level up your magic jobs or whatever it was, you were fucked. I played it up till there. Like, re- somehow restarted, was able to get past it knowing what I knew. I, I, like, cruised through most of the game. It wasn't that memorable. And I got to the very end, 
and I still haven't beaten it because I can't. I don't know why. I can't get. To, I can't. I can't pick up my DS and say that I want to play Final Fantasy three and beat the game. I'm so. I'm like at the final boss and I can't do it. You have to. I know. You have. We're to. gonna help you through this. Which, we're gonna. Which, we're gonna talk you through this. Which transitions me into the opposite of Super Mario Galaxy two, where I am at Bowser. And I don't know what happened, but I stopped playing it, and that makes me sad. So why don't you just play it? It's a simple solution. I know. Because there's so But much. I have to ter- beat Nino Kuni so that doesn't become <laughs> Dude, a Dude, if white you whale. bring up that game one more time on this podcast, <laughs> it, we're Nino done. Kuni will be my next game. Nice. But then oh, Nino man. Kuni will be his white whale. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I don't want. Uh, that's what I don't want. Yeah, pretty then you'll bring it up or maybe I do want that and then torture you for the rest oh, of your fuck. life. Oh, well, and you'd then be I'm going to beat yourself. you in Arsenal Baseball 99, oh, bitch. God. Byron, white whale. My white whale will forever be the NES version Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, extremely hard game. Super hard. So hard. I mean, I have played this game over and over and over. And just the the number of lives that they give you and the limited continues and just the general you know, difficulty of the platforming of the game is so hard. Um it's almost impossible to beat. I'm gonna have to download this one, download this one on emulator, so that I can save state frequently. Um, so I we, we have the Retron Five here, which allows you to put cartridges into it, but it also has save states. Interesting. So you and can... my friend, now that you're home for the whole summer, I have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on NES. And I want to beat it with you. Oh, very nice, Steve. And we can record it. I would be it. happy to accept. We can record it and put it on GameTimeBro.com. Yep. Very nice. That'd be a very emotional. Yeah, I, I we can would do it really together, like Byron. to see that. We can do it together. That transformation from enemies to friends. <laughs> from white whales to slain whales. Yep. Or Dude. beached whales. Ugh. That... That and that's harder than uh, Turtles in Time, right? Oh yeah. Because I find I remember Byron. Byron is correct. Because I played. I remember I used to play. I mean, obviously, I have all the like a bunch of NES games, and I used to play the original Turtles, and then I think Ninja Turtles Three was on there. Ninja Turtles Three wasn't that bad. Um, I think that was the last one before they they went to Super Nintendo games. But the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I can attest. Is I will. Very I hard. will put as a runner up uh, for a shout out of the of the fans of the NES uh, Solstice as well, which is a isometric 3D platformer on the <laughs> NES. If you can believe that, Whoa. very few games tried That's to like cross Marble that. Madness? Very similar to Marble Madness. Yep. I might have that as well. Uh, Solstice was a puzzle game in which you are a wizard traveling around a castle of rooms which you go through one by one, and uh, you must complete the staff which was hidden throughout the castle. Extremely hard as well. Limited lives, no passwords. This is why I don't play the NES. This is why we never finish these games, and they and remain only screen, as like, white whales. Those password <laughs> screens were always bullshit, especially the ones that oh, had, the like, the... passwords don't exist in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Solstice. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You get around it. Or good. Yeah, you start it. at the beginning, son. <laughs> all right, Trev. Oh, um, for me, it kind of all gets predicated back to a uh, memory card I had for the PlayStation 2 in college. That, no, those things that corrupted got, so Oh, long. my God. It was well, terrible. this one got, like, loaned to a friend or some shit, and I just, like, uh, and 
by by virtue lost and I've tried to get back into these two games over and over and over again and they're pretty well like acclaimed games or received well received games um one is uh metal gear solid 3 snake eater Mm -hmm. and then the other one would be final fantasy oh 11 12 the one that's not the multiplayer the one where you play with like yawn or something like that 12 12. that's 12 with the gambit system and the fighting thing that i like both Mm -hmm. of those games i've got like really like at least three quarters of the way through and then have to now start the 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 longer you go between (sighs) you know play sessions the harder it is to just pick it up again and well the problem is is i did get it back and i did i do think i had that memory card or at least you know a few years ago had that moment where i was trying to revisit it and i just can't do it and you just you, you, oh, fuck you do we put in all that time but you you have to essentially start at the beginning at this point to just like recall what it is you played yeah since, that, they're, since they're both like so you know heavily story driven yeah like, that's the rough thing with like white whales especially like being an rpg guy or even not an rpg guy like with super mario like ga- like when i pick up galaxy 2 again I will play the whole game. I won't just play it from Bowser. I did that with Kingdom Hearts a, a while too, where like I was playing for like twenty, maybe thirty hours. I got into it, and like I didn't. I forget what it was. I like didn't like one, the way I was like building Sora or what. Like or I, I missed something, or like I stopped playing for a little while and I got back and I was like, oh, this, oh no, sorry, it wasn't uh, Kingdom Hearts. It was uh, Final Fantasy X. I played them in very similar times in my life. That's why um, I I was like I didn't understand the sphere grid at all. I was like messing up like totally. Thirty hours in, I just wiped my thing and just started over again, yeah. and then went another hundred and twenty hours. It's in just, that game. Oh, that just like makes me cringe yeah. when you. And uh, yeah, I really hope I beat those games one day because they they I had a lot of fun. I don't know how twelve FF twelve plays out. If you you guys you guys beat it right? i know i haven't you haven't beat it oh nope. i thought you guys had you i guys... have i've beaten one Keep three beat. four five six I, seven I, ten i, I so watched I do eight and nine my brother and play like five 12. hours of it does that count <laughs> out of 120 <laughs> sounds like no, no. <laughs> so i'm gonna um, cheat a little bit here uh my gaming white whale is the entire metal gear solid series never played Ooh. it ever since i played the demo of Metal Gear Solid 2, I've wanted to play the entire series. The demo of Metal Gear Solid 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Is that just the opening? Time. It's just the tanker where you're only Solid Snake. That's or, the only time you are Solid Snake. Yeah, yeah, or if that's Solid Snake when you, you know. But that game at the time just it blew my mind. Like you could drag bodies and you could throw them overboard and you could like there was like an ice bucket that you could like knock over and for whatever reason that was like 2001 or like 2000 like it was right yeah you know close to when we got the ps but these these espionage games were really intriguing and the fact that they developed like into the assassin's creed style but if you ask me metal gear was way better than the assassin's creed metal gear metal gear solid I mean, it doesn't matter well, either he means one. Like the, 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 oh, oh, okay. yeah. the fact, the the idea where you sneak around in an environment and you're not looking to necessarily fight everyone. Yeah, yeah. You pick people off usually yeah. one at yeah. a time. If yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. I remember the first. So I, you know, you guys all know I'm very much the Nintendo guy, and I had you know the Nintendo N64 growing up and stuff. But like well, one of my most memorable, like early, early to late childhood memories of video games was. Uh, our babysitter brought his PlayStation One over, and we he showed us Metal Gear. And the first scene, we Wait. were 
like the Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Me- so Metal Gear was a game on, on N- Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Sorry. And sorry. Yes, and then it the was first on Metal Gear Boy Solid. Well. Yes. I don't and even. I don't even know how to piece together the storyline, let alone yeah. the games. Yeah. Who knows? I. I. What I'm saying, Metal Gear Solid. I don't care about Metal Gear. Yeah. No, Metal Gear Solid not. was was cool. That was the game that read your memory cards. And yeah, shit. it blew like, your mind. Yeah. Like, I see it broke you like Spyros. I can. I can tell you that the original Metal Gear is not worth playing. Yeah. Stick to Metal Gear. Solid. I'm just looking at Metal Gear Solid. Yep. I want to. I just one through four. Even though I hear Peace Walker is very good. Which one, is that the new one? PSP. Oh, okay. I Ground Zeroes is the no. That, what it's five? What's Ground Zeroes was the like Guns demo? Of, no, Guns of Patriot was, was four. four. Right? Yeah. I don't even know what the five was. I hear one's kind of hard to revisit now, though. I hear the the, the controls. Isn't hard no, to no, revisit. no. One as in <laughs> Metal Gear Solid One. Oh, okay. yeah, PlayStation Jesus. One. I hear that's kind of like the controls are kind of bad. You now. will be underwhelmed by the graphics as you go back and revisit them from your memories, recalling them as being great 3D graphics. Yeah. You know, you'll be underwhelmed, but the gameplay is still there. So okay. I so. After the game that I'm currently playing that I can't mention on this podcast anymore, I'm going to pick up... I bought the Metal Gear HD collection for my PS3, so I'm going to play that. Nice. So when you said I can't mention it on this podcast anymore, I was like, what game is he talking about? (laughs) Nino Cooney! It's Nino Cooney, Keith! Yes, you walked right into that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean... I think that's a pretty big white whale. I would say Metroid is probably my white whale in terms of a series. Yeah, I, have I, you? I just started. I bought the the Metroid Prime trilogy for, for Wii, the Wii U, U, which fucking sucks because I have to use. I was hoping like, oh, it's for Wii U. I get I to use, use the, the gamepad. The Pro this is awesome. And then nope, you still have to use the Wii Mote. Nope. That I heard blows. some people like it better, but I they don't suck like then. those I don't people. I, I I I have not played a single uh, Metroid game. Super Met. Super and Metroid is great. Do you but regret that? Is it a white whale for you too? I mean, does it, it does white does whale it, does it not appeal to you? It no, has no, to it totally to you. it totally appeals to me. But does it make it a white whale if I haven't even played a game on it? Like, but well, don't you only aspire if you, to play only it? if you yes. want to play it? It's yes. only only if it occupies space in your brain. You know? right, then yes, I mean, and when, drives Metroid, you mad. Metro, does it drive you mad? It's driving me mad. <laughs> I mean, there's so many people that rank Metroid Prime as one of the best, if not the best, game to come out for GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. So I mean, like I. I, and and I mean, like it's been great. I I I haven't been too far into and it, I, and I've definitely taken I back will seat. swear by Metroid Fusion. I fucking I know love you. I've heard is that GBA? Yeah, that was that mm. came out at the same day as Metroid Prime. As a Metroid really, enthusiast, I gotta mm. approve of all of them. Fusion, uh, uh, Metroid Prime, and they yeah, remade the original Metroid as Metroid Zero Mission on GBA. Mm. Oh, that was yep. the original. Yeah, yeah. So that. So me, zero mission is supposed to be like the first time. Yeah, so they yeah, it's a little, you know, they they made it more current, but it is the same. And then has anyone touched upon other M, their most recent edition? Uh, that was, that I, it was didn't get Team terrible Ninja reviews. Yeah, it's everyone right. like in retrospect say no, this game was terrible. Like everyone wanted it to be good because it was Metroid. What do you mean? But it was made by Team is this a Team Ninja. Team Ninja. And this is it why was... I stick in nostalgia. Yep. <laughs> Who, what, what was there? I remember. So when I when I worked at GameStop. It was my, like other M was coming out, and everyone and I remembered who Team Ninja worked for back then, or what game they were working on. But I can't remember. Fuck. But it's it's essentially it was like an outside third or uh, developer called Team Ninja. They had done 
Oh man, I wish I could remember it. Some other game that Isn't was it like Ninja Gaiden. No. Yes, boom, there you go. It was Ninja Gaiden. The newest that makes Ninja, a lot of the, sense. Yes, the newest Ninja Gaiden uh, was coming out like a little bit after that, or maybe it already had come out, and then everyone was like, "Oh, Team Ninja! They made the new Ninja Gaiden. It was pretty good." And so the other M's gonna be awesome, and it was not awesome. <laughs> well, I heard the big complaint was that you know we never really established a voice for Samus yeah. at all, and then they kind of when they finally fleshed out the character which is an exciting thing to sort of do is you know take it they made it they made her not really a strong protagonist i don't know if that's true or not like she mm. was very subservient to like well, a male figure i think oh yeah. everyone is very like um cognizant of like the way women are portrayed in well video games so they're yeah, you know they, like no matter how like unless she's shown as like the strongest character. I mean, frankly, it would it's just easy be, to it, criticize it, anyway. They flesh a character out, really. It, it is because, yeah. like, the, when you don't flesh a character out, and then when you go one way, it's be like, well, that's not what I wanted. So, so hard to find the correct politically well, correct a, way a, to uh, flesh out the I character, having ago, not been voiced for so long. Yeah. Years ago, mm-hmm. I talked to to Sheridan to Steve about, um, you know, oh, Stevie would, on this Stevie, podcast. Stevie on this podcast. Um, about like you know a Legend of Zelda movie, and how I would I'm so in favor for that. It was a time shortly after college where I wrote a treatment for a trilogy, for which it kind of gives itself to with like you know the, that's the ambitious. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and, writing for the Zelda trilogy. And and I remember talking to Steve about it, and you were like, I can't see Link with a voice. Like yeah. you know, you would make him, and I'm like, I can't make him a Lacan character. I can't make him someone that just doesn't talk. He's gonna yeah, be the hero can't. of the thing. Of yeah, course, he has to have a voice character, and that's such a fucking thing. It's so difficult to do with all these characters who really don't have voices. I yeah. would say, like you know, very few characters even have personalities. Like Mario doesn't have a personality. Luigi does, but Mario doesn't. I mean, Mario's a womanizer. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bowser. But, I mean, yeah. at least with like you know when they finally started giving Luigi his own titles with his like mansion series and stuff like that, they make him kind of this bumbling coward and he's like yeah, really yeah. goofy, but super affectionate Mario and like you know it just it. Yeah, I, I don't think they ever want to show Mario as like have any weaknesses, you know, because he kind yeah. of represents. But he kind of face, in a face way. right. He kind of stands as like you know well, something that's. Re- just like just like well, every no like, no everything you're saying is true and yeah. i mean mario is not interesting link, link is really, not that yeah. interesting because you know we make the, they're just there are conduit yeah, yeah to mm-hmm. to these worlds and yeah. so we have to kind of sever that and kind of make yeah them so it, it's a tough own. thing to do um yeah. but i think more they than just didn't do it right but i nice. they they changed so much and i think people just wanted I think something that felt Metroid. I think not the something key new with, with these Metroid's series. I think the key with these series is that we develop these cari- these characters over a very long period of time. Mario has been in development since 1986. We've seen this character develop over you know 20 years now, and you have to take those character development t- steps very slowly. If in the other M they d- d- decide to develop Samus Aran's character in like a very specific way in a very forceful way even you know that doesn't sit well with the video gaming world you just have to expand these characters very slightly over time you know not deviate too far you might want to you know add a little bit of story to them where we get like the legend of uh, in the legend of zelda we see the zelda to sheik transition like that was great you know mm-hmm. yeah uh no one objected to that but like 
you got to do it very subtly. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be very careful about these things, and it's hard to do, especially if with characters that have such histories behind them at this point yeah. in time. Yeah, it's tough. These are like these are the characters. Everyone has a connection to them, and don't fuck with them. Yeah, it's it's really it's like you do you really have to just like real slowly integrate it with somebody. Again, you know, Samus is this robot woman who doesn't talk, and then all of a sudden she has a voice, and it's like. Yeah, I know, what? but like, like that, would, that would be like that would be like Mario showing up with like a blue hat on. I'm in. Um, I'm in. Uh, but so I think that's that's it. I think Bring us home, we're you. bringing well, this podcast before, home. before we end. Plane. Before we end. No, uh, do you want? Are we plugging things now? Yes, Is that I wanted. I wanted to. Plugs. I wanted to mention this while we were doing the um, plugs. While we were doing the butt plugs, um, no. While we were doing the what we were playing recently, because before, right before coming to this podcast, I was playing the uh, the very the final works of Project Maiden and our friend Kevin Coles, who's been friend of the show, our and, bro, and our bro. Um, the final works of Project Maiden, which comes out in just a few days. Well, today. At this point, some people listening to this, it might already be out by then. Comes but out Wednesday. It comes out Wednesday, May twenty seventh, which is also my birthday. Um, and I played the last few like test levels of it, and I have to say, it actually uh, integrated itself well into talking about uh, strong female characters and the silent characters because Imogen, the the main, is both. She is like Kevin kind of went into about this feminist approach with, with approach with Imogen and she's silent and there's actually like a few parts of there or one part of the game that is like you know it's been mentioned you lose powers and stuff and when every time you lose a power I went through two sequences where you lose two powers it's, he just like really really nice effect to it and one of them is like like one is tied to memories and the other is tied to um I think her voice like or like sexist and so, <laughs> The point is, so you're gonna be talking about this. Yes. This so I played it. It was it was really good. He's doing a really good job with it, and it is out very soon. And I think I'm that yeah. I speak for I'm, you and I, who will probably be playing. I don't know if you guys I mean, will be playing. What will it be out for? If, Steam. No, no, it's, it's gonna not, be out on. Uh, is he? I think he's putting it out on itch.io. Itch.io. Yeah, have him on is. to find out. Yes, he yeah. will be on the show soon. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, but yeah, or Project Google Maiden. Project Maiden. Yep. If you're listening to this podcast, you yep. yes, really. Yep. If oh, you cool. if you're listening to this podcast, you have no excuse. You need to go play this. Yep. It's free. Um, but if you want other podcasts like this, go to gametimebro.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at gametimebro. But I'm Keith. I'm Stevie. I'm Trevor. I'm Byron. We almost screwed that up again. <laughs> Bro off. Fellas, what time is it? Somebody bring me a minute.